0: Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Hiker Life, IGTV's number one hiking show on the planet. My name is Thorough Alexander and I'll be your host along with my co-host Michelle. This episode is sponsored by Hiker Life Apparel. If you're not hiking, you're not living. If you would like to watch a live episode of the show, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Instagram handle at Thorough Alexander. That's h u r r o underscore alexander and instagram handle wonder More michelle the show airs every tuesday evening at 8 30 p.m central 6 30 p.m pacific check your local time zone our guest tonight is from instagram handle at Wanderous and she has been on some amazing hiking adventures out in arizona hawaii canada italy scotland and so many more so this one should be a good one folks tonight hiking tips will be brought to you by wonder more michelle and tonight's tips will be on OPSAC bags an odor blocking storage bag for hiking camping and backpacking also stay tuned for hiking news brought to you by our hiking expert beagle and he'll be talking about the latest news in the hiking community and be sure to follow beagle too at Instagram handle Beagles Back Country. Without any further ado, let's start the show.
1: Please welcome our guest tonight, Wanderers. So, <laughs> Wanderers, t- tell us about yourself. Are you a superhero? Or who are you? Well,
2: wow. Well, um, you know, I'd like to think so, but um. But you know, i i live in Arizona, so I'm in the desert. Um it starts from about now till September that I just long to be in cooler weather, but you know, here we are. Um and so yeah, I, I desert girl, you know, but I'm also I'm kind of like a forest girl at heart. <laughs> so um I try and get to the forest whenever I can. Um I have a huge family and uh, they're all here, which is very rare. So um, I stay very busy. I'm, you know, this is a busy time of year. There's graduation parties and, you know, Mother's Day, Father's Day coming up. So it's just, it's just a ton of fun. So, you know, I'm I'm lucky to have, you know, just a huge family here. Um, and I, I basically started this page uh, back in, I think it was like 2014. It was a while ago. Um, I started this page to help to kind of inspire people to travel and I know everyone says that, but for me, it's right. kind of coming from a place of like, um, you know, I, I really wanted to focus on not, you know, eventually getting to a point where you know, I really wanted to inspire kind of like the younger generation to, yeah. uh, to know the importance get out of, of, there. of yeah. traveling and getting outside, just get out there, you know, um, You know, and kind of focusing on, uh, you know, maybe uh, underprivileged areas a little bit where they feel like, you know, they're just, you kind of they're putting the grind, you know, and don't really get that, um, you know, someone telling them like, hey, just go play in the park, you know, and it doesn't have to be on the other side of the world. It could be across the street, you know, just out of your comfort zone, because that's where that's where life happens is. And that's where connections are made, like outside of your comfort zone. So that's kind of why I started it, and and I love you know giving little tidbits and factoids on my on my posts. Um, at least I try to. I hope they're kind of informative. And you if oh, thank you. And if there's not something you know maybe informative to say, I like to start a conversation. You know, I just um, I think oh I you know probably the same for everyone. Over the pandemic, we all kind of just flew here to be like. Ah, I need someone to talk to and then this is you know and so um at, for me and 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 this page and this realm it was um just huge just meeting so many people that have the same interests and um and just making those connections was 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 awesome is awesome you know still making those yeah. connections every day yeah.
3: Yeah, I, yes. I was actually going to ask you how you came up with your Instagram name, but I feel like you kind of just <laughs> explained, like, at least the motive behind it, you know, and I think that's great, getting outside, especially with COVID and everything, and just
4: it brought a lot of people together,
3: too, in a sense, but yeah, that's really great. Um, so what initially first sparked your love for the outdoors and getting outside?
2: Um, I have to, I I credit my parents for traveling and getting out, getting me outside, um, from a really young age. Um, you know, Mm kind of when you're in it, you don't really get it, you know, you just, you're just kind of having fun. Um, but when you look back, yeah, looking back, you're like, wow, you know, it's, I really feel like having that. And that's kind of what, why I kind of want to go into that area too, is, is for kids that might not have that, Mm -hmm. um, you know, somebody telling them, you know, just, Go outside, just have fun. You know, my parents really <laughs> um, honed that in. So we would go, you know, it's hot here in Phoenix. So we would try and just get up north whenever we could. We'd pack up everything in the motorhome and we'd just get out for the weekend. And, you know, either we would go camping with friends. And even if we didn't go camping, we stayed in a hotel. We were, most of our time was in the pines or by the creek. Um, you know or we go you know down to Mexico and play in the sand dunes you know just kind of just getting out there and um but they never were really big hikes right? we never really hiked and did a lot of um you know it was a lot of just kind of relaxing in the pines which is fine by me too um yeah i mean that's, that's
1: cool too though
2: right <laughs> yeah yeah so i wouldn't say i i was really a hiker until probably out of college and i he, kind of found a group of people who like to hike and like to learn about new things and, um, uh, you know, hiking to really interesting kind of areas, you know, where maybe there's something at the end that's really interesting, you know, whether it's a, like a um, Native American ruins or there's a waterfall, you know, it, it, that kind of got me into it. Like, oh, there's something cool out here to see that I had no idea was out here and um, and then it's still like that, but now to me, it's, it's, it's a much deeper connection, um, not just to mother nature, but to, to, um, you know, thinking about who was here before us, you know, who was walking around here hundreds of years ago. What was, what was the land like yeah. back then? What were they like? Who were they? Um, and yes. I, I don't claim to be, Native American because I'm only like one sixteenth or something really small, but my great grandparents were um, Yaqui uh, from northern Mexico. So okay. there's, um, there's headquarters in uh, for the Yaqui uh, people in um, uh, a small town in Phoenix, and then there's another uh, area in Tucson. So they literally uh, went from northern Mexico all the way up through central Arizona. So for me, oh, wow. when I'm walking around the desert, you know, I'm quite literally wondering, you know, am I walking in my ancestors' footsteps?
1: Yes, I could, yes, yes.
2: So, to me, you know, maybe as I'm growing up and I'm, I'm, you know, trying to make those connections, um, it's whether, and it, it could be whether I'm in the desert, I could be on the Hawaiian beach, I could be in the Scottish Highlands, you know, every single place has a history every single place yes. has you know what event like was there a major event that happened here um
4: yeah i kind of I mean, do
1: the same thing when, when i'm hiking I, I look around and I, I i try to i see the same thing when i go on my hikes as, as as well
2: yeah so to me it's kind of evolved into you know it started out as you know okay what's let's see what what's at the end of this hike or let's see what a cool thing we can find. And it's more evolved into just a greater appreciation of, um, you know, the world we live in. Yeah.
3: Like what are the, you know,
2: yeah.
1: Okay. So based on all that stuff that inspired you to hike and all that stuff, it is time for our game show segment. And hopefully that will help you out. So our game show segment is called Thorough's Test Your Knowledge and it is sponsored by Sup Remy and Hiker Life. So just for playing the show tonight, you're going to get a free uh, photo edit from Sup Remy and I will definitely have a prize for you depending on, it's not even going to matter how many questions you answer but hopefully you get them all and I have something really cool for you. Alright, so here are the rules. You only have five questions and you have three lifelines. So if you get stuck on any of the questions and you need a lifeline, you can ask the audience. You can use a 50-50, or you can call our trusted hiking expert, uh, Beagle. And so far, he's has a pretty good average. He uh, could get one, one, one wrong tonight. You just never know, right? But uh, he's been pretty good so far. So are you ready to play? I'm ready. All right, here it is. So here is your first... Question, multiple choice. Which of the following geographical landscapes does not offer hiking? Is it A, mountains, B, canyons, or C, your local grocery store?
2: <laughs> I'm going to go with C.
1: Most definitely. Most, <laughs> most definitely. If, if you're hiking at a grocery store, uh, you're doing something wrong. All right, so... Here is your second question. True or false? The North American continent is the only place in the world that has national parks. Is that true? Uh,
2: False.
1: That is correct. So there are national parks all over the world, Australia, Africa, I mean, Costa Rica, Puerto Rico, and any place you could think of. Chances are they have a national park. All right, here's your third question. You're doing pretty good. In regard to geographical locations, what does the abbreviation PNW stand for? Is it A, Pangea National Weather Service, B, Pacific North Winter, C, Pacific Northwest, or D, Pacific North Web? I'm gonna go with C. That is correct. So it is most definitely Pacific Northwest. All right, so you're doing, you're doing so, you're doing good, and you have two more questions left, and it gets a little bit harder. Okay, so which of the following statements is true? And you're probably gonna know this one because you've actually been to Canada. I think you've been to both of these parks. So which of the following statements is true? Jasper National Park is Canada's most visited park or Banff National Park is Canada's most visited park?
2: Oh, gosh, that's tough Um, because they're both. I'm going to have to go with Banff.
1: And that is correct. So Banff is Canada's most visited National Park, and last year it had whew, that's a lot, um, over 4 million visitors, whereas Jasper only had over 2 million, and definitely have to talk about those adventures that you've been on later on in the show as well. Alright, so here is your fifth and final question, and you have all lifelines left, so you're, you're doing wonderful. <laughs> really good. <laughs> According to the National Park Service, what was the most visited national park last year? Is it A, Great Smoky Mountains National Park, B, Zion National Park, C, Yellowstone National Park, or D, Grand Canyon National Park? Which national park was the most visited last year?
2: Oh, man, last year. Um, gosh, Have also- you
1: been to any of those parks?
2: Yeah, I've been. Well, the only one I've been to is um, Grand Canyon. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with Grand Canyon.
1: So, before you key in that answer, you have three lifelines, and I would definitely (laughs) recommend using (laughs) your lifeline here for sure. So, you can ask the audience, you can call Beagle, or you can use a 50 50, you can combine the lifelines, however, you want to do it.
2: Let's, how about let's call a friend?
1: Okay, so let's get our trusted (laughs) hiking expert. In here, uh so far he's been doing pretty good. He has not gotten any wrong yet. Tonight could change, you just never know. But let's let's see what he says, man. So we're gonna get Beagle on, man.
4: Paul, oh, what's going on, man? Hey Daryl. Hello. Hey Wanders. Hello, so Michelle
1: Wanderers needs your help, man, and it's 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 a pretty tough one, man. So Here's the question, bro. According to the National Park Service, what was the most visited national park last year? Is it A, Great Smoky Mountains National Park, B, Zion National Park, C, Yellowstone National Park, or is it D, the Grand Canyon?
4: Yeah, I – if it was an answer, I'd say, like, Yosemite, but it's not even a list. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but I, I actually know the answer to this one. Uh, came across that a couple of weeks ago. It's going to be Great Smoky Mountains National Park, because there's a lot of stuff down that park, and it's such a large park.
1: Yes, it is, man. I, I forgot the square miles there, but it is definitely a huge park.
3: And it's free. Okay, so,
4: be- I'm, I'm going with Smoky Mountains. What was that, Michelle? You said it's free.
3: I said it, it's free to get into too, so.
4: Oh, I didn't know
1: that.
3: Yeah, it's kind
1: of oh, interesting. Wow, that's pretty cool. Okay, all right, Beagle. I'll catch you around towards all the right. when it's time for your segment, man, with the news.
4: All right, I've seen a bit. Cool. Thank you.
1: <laughs> so, are you going to trust in Beagle, the hiking expert?
2: Actually, that was my I was going to go with that one, but I'm like, oh, I I just know Grand Canyon is up there, too. So I believe (laughs) him.
4: All
1: right. And that is correct. So Great Smoky Mountains National Park was the most visited national park last year. And according to the National Park Service, 14.1 million uh, people visited Great Smoky Mountains National Park last year. Uh Zion is actually in second place with 5 million visitors. Yellowstone is in third place, believe it or not, on this list anyway, with 4.9 million visitors. And Grand Canyon is 4.5 million visitors. So you did great. And just for winning, after the show, I'm going to reach out to you and, and you're going to get some Hiker Life apparel and a free photo edit from Sub Remy, so that's pretty cool. You did great. Awesome.
3: Well, thank you very much. Yeah, I'm surprised uh Yosemite isn't on that top five list.
1: So <laughs> on the list, when I looked at the, the National Park Service site, Yosemite, it's in the top twenty-five, but believe it or not, it it was down on the list. It shocked <laughs> me surprising. too.
3: That's really surprising. Um So I know you've been to several national parks, but you've also been to, within the States, but you've also been up to Canada, Banff and Jasper. Can you tell us a little bit about your experience and also like what time of year you went? Because it's very different from summer compared to winter. Like it's a completely different experience.
2: Yes. Yes. Um, I've been to Canada a few different times and they've all been in the fall. Um, I'm, I'm kind of a shoulder season traveler. Um and so they've all, all been in the fall. I will not go in the winter because I am such a baby when it comes to the cold. Um <laughs> like the like the cold cold. I I like being cool and cooling off, but yeah, when it comes to, you know, snow and ice and all that, it's like it's nice to visit for a little while, but yeah, I'm not all about hiking in it or anything. But um so I've been in the fall and it's just absolutely beautiful. I would love to see it in the summer, you know, just kind of just seeing everything green and and blooming and but in the fall is it's it was gorgeous too um so yeah i've 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 done a i've done a little bit of hikes there um I've also did a couple horseback rides there um one was really memorable like there was one what was the name i wrote it I wrote it down so I wouldn't forget um It was the Plain of Six Glaciers Trail. And Mm. uh, so we went horseback riding and it was a beautiful day. It was sunny, uh, kind of warm. It was not a cloud in the sky. And we're going along and all of a sudden I hear this, just this rolling thunder, like booming thunder. Oh, no. And I'm like, where is that coming from? You know, I'm, I'm thinking like thunderstorm. And... Our guide turns around and he said, well, that's a good, that's an avalanche. (laughs) My gosh. I was like, like, what? And so he assured us that we couldn't see it. So we knew it was over another range, um, but it was loud. Like I felt like it was way too close for comfort, but he assured us, he's like, you're, you're good. You were good. Like this it's it won't affect us wow. so we kept on with our ride and it was beautiful and it was but that was definitely a once in a lifetime experience because I'm not trying to get near any avalanche ever again. <laughs> <laughs> <That's crazy. laughs> but That's yeah it, it was awesome because it just um you never really think about um you know what an avalanche avalanche looks like but um mm. To, to Actually coming it. in
1: contact with one or hearing it.
2: Yeah, like you hear it and it just sounds like this booming, rolling thunder, just like rolling that it obviously is is not stopping. And um, so that was awesome. That was, it was kind of scary, but it was awesome. <laughs> um, and then I, the other hike I did was around, um, and I don't know if I'm going to get this wrong or right, but it's either Maline Lake or Maline Lake. I, I've heard is both ways. There,
3: Lake Moraine? yeah
2: yeah um so it's it's one of the most photographed places in Canada and it's just absolutely gorgeous so I did a a boat tour around there and then I did a little hike up there um and it's just I mean there's especially in the fall up there you can't go wrong it's as long as you're well prepared for your attire because I mean it could start raining it could drizzle and and um it could be sunny and Um, but it is just, it's just gorgeous there. You can't go wrong at all. Okay.
1: Have
4: have you
2: seen glaciers while you were there? I did. Um, so I took one of those big, uh, bus glacier tours with those, those massive all-terrain, uh, tires. I don't know if you've seen those buses that take you out on the glacier. Um, so yeah, that, that tour takes you up close and personal to the glaciers. So that was really awesome. And then I've also seen glaciers on, on Mount Rainier hiking up to Mount, uh, hiking up Mount Rainier. That's not in Canada, but it, um, that's know,
1: that, in Washington, right?
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. So that's just another experience of like, you just, you're hiking and you just happen upon glaciers. Like what? Like, it's just mind blowing, you know? Mm-hmm.
1: And I've always wanted to see one, man. Well, ho- hopefully, one day. Hopefully, one day.
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: I, I've seen one in uh, Washington Olympic National Park, and that was my first and only one. But we went to Blue Glacier. It's right in front of Mount Olympus. And it's
2: just, it's a crazy experience, you know? It's definitely different.
3: But yeah,
1: yeah.
2: Okay. it's really interesting to learn about them, too. And, you know, just. Just kind of standing up on the glacier and overlooking, like, how much uh, land mass that it used to um, occupy, you know, and then, like, in retrospect and, like, just kind of learning about all that, too, while you're standing there on the glacier, it's, like, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. So, did you
3: ever see any wildlife while you were up in Canada?
2: Yes, quite a lot. I mean... Uh, tons of birds you know obviously and um but I also saw some uh foxes and um um, when I was driving along the road I saw a wolf kind of poke his head out and then run away and it was one of those things like you're like did I did I just see that is that what I just saw So, so that was pretty cool um tons of deer tons of moose moose families you know little babies and um uh you could hear their um their running calls too so that was really awesome um of course i tried to get it on video and then as soon as the video starts they stop and like,
4: of so course I right
2: I yeah i didn't get it <laughs> but, but man that's a unique sound as well so that was awesome and then i remember one time uh we were driving in i don't remember if it was jasper or not it or Banff, but we were driving along a road and kind of a back road. There was no one around. It was not an, not another soul in sight. So we had this whole road to ourselves and um, a massive moose just by himself, just a lone moose, just kind of slowly just walks across the road in front of us. And I just remember, like, this is so awesome, like, Wow. How, how often does that happen? And it was just so moving so slow, like just not a care in the world. And, and then but they also happened to be doing um, controlled burns in the area. Mm-hmm. So there was this, oh. this, like, orange, gl- like hazy orange glow in the sky, like not like eerie mm-hmm. or like icky or anything kind of almost like a mist. Um and so, yeah, that memory is just, like, burned in my mind. Like, it was just, we were the only people out there. And, like, we're, like, we are the only people seeing this right now. And it just was, it was awesome.
1: Some, some of those are the best moments, man. Um, So my wife and I, we saw uh, a moose last, last week. We saw a moose. It was a mom with her two babies, man. First time ever seeing something like that. And it it was just awesome, man. And there was a park ranger. This was at Glacier National Park, um, close to the Canadian border on the the Many Glacier, uh, entrance. And there was a park ranger. He was there, you know, not letting anybody get close at all because some people actually tried to get out their cars, you know, and, like trying to approach this thing, trying to feed the babies. Like it's not smart, right? But it was pretty cool, man. And I have never seen that before so yeah it's pretty cool
2: it's one of those things too like just appreciate it from a distance you know especially don't get involved with mama anything you know
1: (laughs) never 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 you know but yeah so i noticed you've been to italy as well man and i could just imagine what the scenery is like i mean especially just from your pictures alone so did you actually get any hiking done over there in Italy
2: um yes there's one hike in particular um I didn't do a lot um you know kind of we meandered around you know Tuscany which is even to be able to say that is just so amazing because I it's just a a dream like that place is just a dream (laughs) um and but it's kind of funny because when you're going uh, there's so many hill towns and so it's um, you're walking all the time, everywhere. Just especially the older Tuscan towns, because you some of them you can't even drive into. You have to drive and stop at the bottom and walk up. Um, I think oh. Siena is actually had escalators going from each different uh, levels because it's just so so. You know, oh, you, nice. you get a lot of walking in just just being there. So. Um, but I would love to go back and um, hike in the Dolomites um, specifically because that's beautiful. Yes, but...
1: those mountains look so nice.
2: Yeah, so I did do a hike, but it was on accident. I didn't mean to. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I went to uh, Cinque Terre, which is the, it represents the five um, villages, five towns. And so the plan was that Uh, We were going to start on one of the towns at the far end and take the trains because they're connected by trains or by hiking trails and then work our way down to the end. And so the goal was to at least see five or at least see three of the five because you never know, like, once you get there, you know, are you going to eat or drink or shop or nap or whatever? You know, you don't know. (laughs) Um, So so we get there and... um, the there was a there was a huge storm the night before and the night before that, and so the trains connecting the towns were flooded. So the oh, only wow. way to get from that one particular one to the next one was to hike, and that happened to be the hardest hike of them all. Um, oh wow! Of the connecting five towns, so I'm like, well, um, you know, have the wrong clothes, have the wrong shoes. I don't have a hat or any, like nothing was prepared at all. I did have, um, sunscreen and luckily enough water. And then obviously you can buy water there too. And so, um, that was a two hour hike. And so luckily I was in good enough shape, you know, that I, I was like, okay, let's wing this, but I definitely (laughs) do not recommend it. Do not.
1: Your audio went out for a second.
3: It did. Oh, I think it's still out.
1: Yeah.
2: Oh, I got a phone call. Did it, did it, did oh, it, there it out? There. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah you're back now. Okay. That, that happens to me sometimes.
2: Yeah, okay. So, so it was beautiful. It ended up being, I mean, you're walking on the cliff side. So it's your, your, your view is the ocean the whole time. You walk through vineyards, you I mean, I'm glad that it happened, but um, it was an accident and definitely would not recommend that. <laughs>
1: hey, so, so, sometimes those are the best adventures, though, man. And, sure. you know, you get some of the best pictures like that, too. So while you were doing this hike, did you actually see any wildlife while you were out there or?
2: Uh, Not a lot. Um, Yeah, unfortunately, uh, the couple times I've been to Italy, I didn't really make it out. It was very tourist, you know, you're being a tourist, you're trying to right. see as much as you can see. I, I mean, I also, I love like, um, you know, the ancient cities and all the history and stuff too. So I tried yeah. to all that in. Um, so I think because also the location, you're you're literally on the cliff side. Um, so there's not a whole lot going on. There were some um like stray cats. There were a lot of cats that were just hanging <laughs> out and, you know, they were just watching as a walk by and they're like, oh, hey, you know um okay but but no yeah i didn't see a whole lot of wildlife not not
1: not too much wildlife okay i mean that's pretty cool so any advice for somebody wanting to visit italy or the area in italy where you went
2: um you know other than just the general hiking stuff check check the weather um i'm sure (laughs) i mean this was like probably 10 10, 10 years ago now so i'm sure there's apps and all this kind of stuff where you can find You know, is there a train that's the rail is washed out or is flooded or whatever? Um, So obviously check that. But I would say another big thing is Italy is known for their transportation uh, strikes. Um, So that includes like taxis, buses, trains, you know, any way that you're trying to get around if you don't if you're not driving yourself. Um, I actually got stuck outside of Rome. During a strike, which is a whole other story. Um, so oh, I would say, man. yeah, that's my biggest recommendation is if you have a big thing planned or if you have a big hike planned, um just be aware of that. I'm sure now they have, you know, again, like apps out there that tells you what strikes are happening, where, and you just have to map out your day. You might have to replan your day um because they really they're they just I mean, if they go on strike, everything stops and you're like
1: well <laughs> what do we do? Oh, wow, that's, like, that's crazy. I didn't even know there were apps for that. Huh.
3: I, I didn't even know that, that happened. That's really interesting. I'm glad you shared that though with us. Um so I know you've done a lot of hiking all over the states, like you've been in Colorado, Washington, Hawaii. If you could choose three states within the United States that are the most scenic, which would you choose?
2: Oh, that's so tough. Um I know. <laughs> It's so tough. I, most of my hikes have been on the West coast, so I'm sure there's tons of hikes on the other side that I don't, I've never even been to, but, um, the ones I have been to, I would have to say Hawaii for sure. Hands down. Um, one of the most scenic places ever. Um, and then I would say second would be, hmm, Colorado and then Washington, I think um at least for me and for my preferences the only reason i don't say arizona is because i live here and i see it all the time but obviously arizona is beautiful too and there's a lot of beautiful places in arizona but um but yeah i'd have to go with those three yeah i
3: love colorado i eventually want to settle down in colorado i just love the mountains out there and everything the pines and, but Washington's beautiful too. i just, I don't think I can deal with all the rain, like all the time, like. Um, so if you could choose three hikes, what would you choose? Like your favorite out of all the hikes you've done in the United States?
2: Um, so I think my first one would be Pololu Valley in Hawaii. Um, just because mm-hmm. the variety is, amazing like the you have the ocean you have black sand beach you have a forest you have lush grass like all within the same hike all within the same afternoon so it's very uh the scenery is just very um beautiful and um kind of like how i talked about earlier just that 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 elevated that deeper feeling of connection um yes. i'm that there more more than anywhere else so to me it also has kind of like that personal draw to it um and it's it's just it's beautiful and um so i would say the second one is twin falls which is about a 40 minute drive from seattle oh. um Ooh,
1: let me write that down because i'm gonna be in Washington in two weeks man
2: yeah do that one um it's you know, you'd be like, oh, well, you know, that's not like, like, you know, some epic hike or anything. And this, it's not really, but the waterfall is beautiful. But to me, it was the, the journey there, you know, cause the, you're walking along and you can hear the river for the majority of the time, even if you can't see it, you can hear it. Um, and it's just like the lush green and the mist and the moss and the, Just like the overall, just Mm -hmm. everything
3: combined, like,
2: yeah, just, you know, the, the, ooh factor, whatever it is. And then of course you see the waterfalls and those are beautiful too. So I would say that's, that's at the top of my list. Um, and as a third, I would just have to collectively say any hike in Sedona, um, kind of like Banff, you Mm -hmm. cannot go wrong (laughs) at at, hiking (laughs) in Sedona. I mean, the views from every direction are just incredible, um, and they have super easy hikes to like really difficult and challenging hikes. So it has, you know, something for everyone, every type of um, capability. And I would say my my favorite place there is the West Fort Trail. West um, Fort. Cause, yeah, because it okay. winds along the Oak Creek. So I guess you can see a theme here. I'm always I'm talking about oceans and creeks and <laughs> rivers. Love um, that. Right you know, I love walking through it and it, and you get to cool off a little bit too. Cause it can get pretty hot. Um, and so, so yeah, I would say those are my top three.
3: And then do you have any advice for anyone wanting to do any of these three hikes? Maybe um, like, and yeah. what to
2: expect, especially the one, um, in Sedona. I I have two guides on my Instagram page. One is for people just visiting Arizona and then people who want to hike in Arizona. Um, You really have to pay attention when it gets hot because it really can sneak up on you. Um, So just a few days ago, a couple people had to be rescued from that trail that I just mentioned because they got lost and dehydrated and they had to Mm. be rescued um, out of there. And we have here in Arizona rescues. Um, multiple times per week, if not daily, like throughout the state, but especially here in Phoenix because it gets so hot so fast. And right. we're, and Phoenix is in a valley, so the valley is surrounded by mountain ranges. So it's just you're in the circle of mountain ranges, and then you're in a circle of concrete and asphalt. So it's just like you're just baking in this little...
1: Almost like a vortex just Yeah,
2: in this little mountain oven thing. And so people don't really realize that things could go wrong really fast. Um, so they recommend, you know, don't go hiking between 10 AM and 4 AM. Um, which is why you won't see me uh, posting any stories about hiking because I am not a morning person. I cannot get myself up to go hiking, you know, (laughs) and get done before 10 AM. I just, I can't, I'm an afternoon hiker, which is, which means that I don't really get out a lot in the summer. Um, unless I go up north to Sedona or Flagstaff. But the thing to remember too, though, is that, so today the high in Phoenix is 97 degrees next week. It's going to be 108 degrees. And Ooh, so, people think, okay, well, you know, Sedona is up. It's higher elevation. It'll be cooler. Well, it's going to be 95 degrees in Sedona next week. So yeah, it's cooler than 108, but 95 is still hot. Oh, yeah. yeah, it yeah. Is. And so, um, And so I don't think what people realize is you're going from an elevation of like a thousand feet in Phoenix to you get to Sedona in an hour and a half, two hours, and you're up to, um, you know, over 4,000 feet. So that's a 3000 foot elevation gain. So when you get there, your body is working harder to get you through that hike. And so if it's hot, even though if it's cooler than Phoenix, Mm -hmm. um, you still really need to be careful. So I I would I I mean I just I can't say that enough. It's like when you if you come to Arizona and you want to hike, just you have to be really careful, follow the rules, follow the suggestions because you do not want to be one of those rescues that that we have so often.
4: Yeah.
1: And definitely uh bring a lot of water, man. Um that was actually some 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 very good advice, man. Um uh, my one of my good friends um Wolf, uh, Odyssey. He's out there in Sedona, man, and he, I mean, he he hikes out there every day. I mean, I don't know how he does it, man, but he does it, uh, so <laughs> all the power to him. All right, so at this time, it is time for hiking news with our trusty hiking expert, Beagle. So let me get him in here, and we will see what news he has for us today. What you got for us, bro?
4: Hey, guys. All right. Well, uh, this week's topic is definitely a little bit lighter than last week, thank goodness. Uh, but it's a really crappy topic. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh my god. So, I, sorry, I, I'm here all week. Here all week. Uh, <laughs> I like it. I
3: like it.
4: The uh, so I went and I found an article out on uh, outdoor uh, outdoor. I'm sorry, it was outside magazine, and there was also a follow up article in one of the Idaho newspapers I found referencing this article as well so I think it's it 's a verified uh, fact that this is actually happening but uh, there 's a big issue right now with everybody going poop in the woods or on trail in the wilderness so but if you got to go, you got to go, so what do we do uh, with the record numbers of the visitors to the parks and wilderness areas you know it 's definitely become a problem the Current Leave No Trace guidelines are saying for us to dig these six to eight inch cat holes and do your business in there. Uh, The reason I say that is because that's where the bacteria lives, and that's where it tends to break down the best. You know, anything below that, the bacteria is very little, and your your waste material is going to be there for a very long time. Uh, You're also supposed to be 200 feet or more from water sources just to make sure they don't get contaminated. Uh, You're supposed to pack out your toilet paper. Never ever bury your toilet paper. It's not acceptable anymore because it will be around a lot longer than your poop. Uh, These methods, when they were come up with, or when they when they came up with them, this was back in the '80s and '90s, guys. Uh, The wilderness and backcountry was not as popular. There just weren't the numbers of the visitors out there. So back then, it was obviously a a viable solution. Uh, Now, there's just too many holes out there. And I've actually experienced this myself out in Utah. I think one time is where I ran into it uh, up in the Uinta mountains. I you know you find that perfect log and you're like, yes, you got it. You get down there, you start digging and you hit the wrong lottery. So <laughs> <laughs> sorry, you got to find a different place to go. Uh, but, yeah, that's basically what it's coming down to. It, it's just becoming too much of a problem with the numbers of people out there. So the studies that they've been doing the last couple of decades are seeing that the uh, the waste actually isn't breaking down as fast as they originally planned. Mm-hmm. And they're also finding that the uh, the pathogens, the, you know, the, the bacteria and the viruses and stuff inside uh, your waste is actually getting into water supplies uh, because of the amount out there. Yeah, not, not a good thing. Um, some of the things that the Park Service and Wilderness, you know, Forest Service have done is they put these pit toilets out there. But they're being abused these days, too. Uh, an example I read about was in uh, Glacier National Park. You know, the people are throwing trash and things that just don't degrade inside these pit toilets. Well, the problem with the trash is, you know, I've seen a bear can do a damage, damage to buildings and cars, but a grizzly bear? Oh, my God. They are tearing these pit toilets apart to get to the trash, and it, there's nothing there for you to use anymore because they'll, they'll rip them apart. It's crazy. Um, so and they're also really difficult to replace and build because of the wilderness act uh that document that uh was you know put in place a long time ago really makes it hard to build man-made structures out there so that that's another hurdle and uh the other problem with you know human waste if it's not disposed of properly out there uh, the rangers got to carry it out and they and they do it it's crazy I, I don't want, I don't wish that on anybody. So, what is being done about it and what, what can we do? Uh, one of the things I recommend is go before you go. So, I mean, yeah, if you're backcountry for a week long trip, obviously you don't have a choice, but if you're after a day hike, try and make it happen before you get on trail. Uh, some suggestions for visitors to backcountry is to go ahead and you know start learning to pack your own out. Uh, they use these things called wag bags. And uh, I forget what the acronym was called, a waste uh, something. Anyway, wag bags are the, the, the bags you put your poop in. And usually the ones that are given to uh, you at the state parks, they have the chemical in it that will negate the smell and all that stuff, what makes it makes it a lot better for you. Um, but yeah, there's the commercial versions you can buy, like an REI and places like that. There's a place, the ones that the uh, park service will give you for free on certain trails. And locations and some uh, places that they're in place are Mount Whitney Zone in the Sierras, the Bears Ears National Monument, and Rocky Mountain National Park. You can usually get them from the Park Service. Uh, the way I do it, I just take my own, and the way I do it, I take a big, huge Ziploc, and I just kind of gave an example here, but I usually color this in a lot more so you can't see through the bag. <laughs> um, <Right. laughs> I mean, just for the appearance. <laughs> And I just take two doggy bags. These are the ones I use for my dog. Although for my trips, I'll take black ones for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. And I'll double bag the waste. Okay. If I have to pack it out, that's where they're going to go into. Put it inside the Ziploc bag. And I'm also considering for future trips to get what's called an OP-SAC. Uh The op in the sack is for odor-proof bags. Uh, yep. There you go, Michelle. Thank you. I'm actually talking Oh, you. oh you're talking about it tonight. Okay, cool. <laughs> Sorry. No, go ahead. Um, but anyway, uh, that's basically, you know, the responsible method right now. Uh, if you want to kind of do it yourself and, and lessen your impact. Guidelines still now allow you to still bury it. Uh, but I would expect after this article's, you know, hints, we may see something coming about in the next few years uh, where that's going to have to be changed. And another recommendation I'm going to have for you is one of these little jobbers. I don't know if you can see it very well. This is a uh, trail bidet that I used, and it is, it's awesome. Mm -hmm. I swore I would never use one. I tried it last year on the John Muir Trail, and I will never go back. So it's not going to totally eliminate your toilet paper use, but it will definitely reduce the amount that you're taking and using on trail. So that was one article I came up with. I got one more for you, and I'm just going to read this one just exactly as they did because there's really no more words I can give to it, all right? This is from the Oklahoma Department of Wildlife Conservation, and this is a Twitter feed that they put. Starts out, listen, bear spray does not work like bug spray. We would like to not have to say that again. And that's all I'm going to say about that material. <laughs> Darwin was on to something. That's all I got to say about it. it.
1: Back to you, Theron. <laughs> hey man, that, that was some uh very, very uh informative stuff. Uh I can't lie, some of it was was pretty funny, man. <laughs> um I have never been uh backcountry camping. I have never been in a situation where I have needed to use a uh, one of those bags that Michelle had showed. Um, I don't know about the future. You know, I would love to go camping out there, but the day that I do go camping, I will definitely listen to this episode of the show uh, about <laughs> what you said, and I will remember that, don't, bro. So don't
4: let it keep you from going, man. You, you gotta that's get why yeah. <laughs>
1: you can oxygen, right?
2: So it's like the same thing. But that's why I don't drink coffee if I know that I'm gonna do a morning hike. <laughs> I'm like I yeah. need to save oh, the coffee
1: yeah. until right. after. And it's like you yeah. gotta plan that stuff. You gotta think about it. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I... Yeah. Well, all right, Beagle. Thanks a lot, man. And I'll catch you after the show, bro. All right,
4: see you guys.
1: Man, that that was some some heavy stuff there. <laughs> so let's let's change gears uh completely. So one country that you visited so far wanderers that I've always wanted to actually visit myself is Ireland and wh- what's the what what's the scenery like there what what did you see
2: oh uh, the scenery is i just loved it because it there's also so much uh so much variety so you you're there's the cute little towns the 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 old you know big cities, the forests, and, I mean, just the green, the greenery is is just so beautiful, so um, just, it's a lot like Scotland, too, so it, I loved it. I, I was going to
1: ask you that, is Scotland, like, right there, or?
2: Yeah, they're kind of, like, a uh, little bit neighbors, you know, across the, uh, across the water, but, yeah, it's the, the scenery is, is really similar for both of them, but, you know, obviously, Ireland has its own traditions, and um, there's the one thing I loved about Ireland is that, uh, if you ever come to Arizona, you see all of the signs, well, not all of them, but a lot of the signs are in English and Spanish and in okay. Ireland, they're in English and Gaelic because, um, they still teach Gaelic in the schools. They're trying to keep the the language alive. Um, because not, yes. a, not the people speak um, Gaelic anymore or they, they call it Irish, um, and so that was also really cool is to see, you know, because I'm just so used to seeing the dual language, English, Spanish. And, you know, you see this English and you go, what the, what is that language? And um, actually stayed right in the there. Airbnb there and sh- and the owner of the Airbnb, um, she was staying there also. Um, and so she was explaining to me, she's like, yeah, we, you know, kind of like how Spanish is in Arizona, it's Gaelic is here. I was like, oh, okay. That was pretty interesting. Okay.
1: That sounds pretty cool. So did, did, did you actually get to do some hikes in over there?
2: I did a little bit. It we I was there for 5 days and I did a lot of um tours and I stayed in Dublin. So did a lot of uh touristy stuff in Dublin, a lot of, you know, um stuff with Guinness and <laughs> uh Jameson and you know all the stuff that you do in Dublin, but then <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah,
2: we did a couple of hikes and um, with tour companies. So they take you to all these different places. And there was one where they took us to, I don't know if it's true, but they said it was the coldest place in Ireland. And I don't remember if it's the coldest place in Ireland or the coldest place in that area. Oh my gosh. I, like I told you before, I'm I'm a baby when it comes to like cold, cold. And I had um three pairs of pants on and like four layers of top i had a scarf on that's, that's the what i
1: do when I, when I hike
2: too oh my gosh it was just and it was windy so it's like the wind just goes right through you i'm like oh, okay i'm good <laughs> so um but yeah it was it was really cool because you know they it, i went in april so um a lot of people would probably want to go during the summer months because it's it's a lot um nicer during the but um but you know, I, so that day was really cold. And then, um, the next day it was like 80 degrees. Everyone, it was a weekday and I don't think anyone went to work. Everyone was at the parks, like, like t-shirts off sunbathing in the sun. And the next day it was rain and hail and just complete opposite the next day and one of our tour guys guides um said you know he kind of joked he's like hey so did you like our summer yesterday because that's the only summer we're gonna get um (laughs) but i was like literally everyone was like treating it like it was a summer day like you know don't take it for granted type thing so i would say if you're gonna go hiking there um again just check the weather but be prepared because it doesn't really matter if you check the weather because it could change just so fast it could switch on a dime um it the mm-hmm. weather patterns are just so different over there you know when you here you can kind of see oh there's rain clouds coming it'll be here in x amount of time and it's going to rain there you don't even see them coming there it's just bright sunny day and then all of a sudden it's rain and hailing and it's so i you know i would say if you're ever going to go there for touristy stuff or for hiking uh just be prepared i mean be prepared for any type of weather
1: okay so uh any recommend well those were actually some good recommendations um any recommendations in regards to i know you said the best time to visit was in april but for i guess just hiking out there or visiting in general uh, any recommendations
2: I would say probably the best April was nice um d- but it was chilly. It was really cold. Um so it they it does warm up between June and, and August, but you're also that's also when everyone else is going. So it really depends on what your preference is. Um if you want to go for the hiking in um warmer weather, then do that, but I the shoulder seasons are so great too because you, there's just so much less people to to deal with. So if you can put up with the random hailstorms and the gusting cold freezing wind for, you know, a little while then then I would still recommend the shoulder seasons.
3: Cuz then you okay. have, like all the tourists, like the tourist traffic right? somewhat. I'm sure. Right. Um so I know you've gone to a lot of beaches too as well. I know we usually talk about hiking, but I'd like to hear your recommendations if you could choose three hot vacay spots for beaches because I know you've been all over. What would they for be- real.
1: Um
2: <laughs> I would say uh Hawaii just because the well, I guess anywhere that there's black sand beaches, but I've only been to black sand beaches in Hawaii. Um just because it's it's not like anything that you've ever seen. You know, you usually you go to a beach, it's brown beige or white sand and and that's that. But um in the black sand beaches are you know it's just so unique that it is what just... does
1: it feel like what is it what what does the black sand feel like does it feel like regular sand or does it feel like grainy or what
2: yeah i mean it it you would think it would be a little bit more grainy or hard from what i remember it just it felt like sand you know it, it's the same it kind of goes through the same breaking down process and Um, so I would, I just think for like uniqueness, I really loved that about Hawaii. Um, I would also say St. Lucia in the Caribbean was beautiful. Um, the, what I loved most about it, because sometimes you kind of think like, well, a beach is a beach, you know, you have sand, you have the water you have, but in St. Lucia, I loved that, um it would rain. So, so you're sitting there, I went kind of at the beginning of hurricane season, which is still kind of a little bit scary because, you know, it's a little nerve wracking, but while you're there, you know, just enjoy yourself. Don't think about it too much. Um, You know, trust that they have their systems in order and, and, you know, just do what they say. Um, But, but while you're there, you know, I, I was sitting on the beach and you're having, you know, you have your rum drink and you just, lounging around and then a rain uh not really a storm just kind of rain comes through and it's warm and it's just for a few minutes and so it gets cloudy and rainy and drizzly and then just goes right on by and you're like well okay just you cool down a little bit and i I love that about it that it's just you know that 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 part was really cool and i also um kayaked out to uh secret beach so um Yeah, they, they the hotel told uh, about an area you can get the kayak and go kayaked um, in the water. And then there's a secret beach. And they say secret beach. I, there's probably a road that goes to it somehow. But, um, <laughs> but you know, I, there was no one there. So it, it you know, could be legit. And um, on the way back, it, another one of those rainstorms came, with, which is different when you're on the ocean water as opposed to sitting on the on the beach with a drink, you know, it's a little bit more, uh, okay. You know, but I think that added to the, to the adventure. Cause I'm, I'm never going to forget that, you know, you're high, you're kayaking back and it's just, again, it's like <laughs> this warm rain coming over and it, and it was just, uh, it was just beautiful. So I, I like St. Lucia because of that, because of that aspect of the, of the weather, you know, it just kind of keeps things interesting. Um, okay. and then Third, I have to, I have to go with San Diego because they just, San Diego just has beautiful beaches. And, um, my favorite is the Coronado uh, beach. And it's also because it has, you know, a little bit of a traditional attachment. That's my, my parents took me there very frequently. And so, you know, uh, trying to keep the tradition alive of going there every year and, and, um, so to me, it kind of has that like personal connection too, but it is just, um, actually my last, uh, picture that I posted was from Coronado beach in San Diego. So okay. I, I just, I, I just love it. <laughs> so that's my top three.
1: Okay. Well,
3: oh, um, so do you have any advice for someone who would want to go to St. Lucia for the first time that hasn't been before?
2: Yeah. Um, do, as much as you can, like the hiking, and um, I, I did a lot, I did a lot of beach time, I, li- I did a lot of drinking on the beach, I did a lot of re- uh, relaxing, but I also did, I also went horseback riding, um, zip lining, went to um, a coffee farm, went um, to Sulphur Springs and v- a volcano where they do the mud baths. Oh, wow,
1: that's
2: <laughs> And uh, horseback riding on, on the beach. I forgot if I mentioned that, that one. And so there's just so much to do there. And it's, it's um, so I, I love to also like immerse myself in the culture because I'm definitely on the side If if you're going to spend the time and money and energy to go somewhere, um, you know, I could go, I could drive four hours to Rocky point to sit on the beach, you know, If I'm gonna, if I'm gonna make the investment to go to somewhere like Saint Lucia or you know wherever uh, Thailand or you know wherever else, um, I really also want to be involved in in the culture and the and learn. know. like you have
1: to experience the culture. That's what it's about, though, right? Yeah,
2: Yeah, it really is. Yeah, and it's really important to. To me, and I know everyone kind of vacations differently. And and granted, I've had those vacations where you know go to. Um, I I went to Puerto Vallarta one time, and I didn't do anything but sit on the beach. But you know, I do <laughs> I do try, and most of the time, I really um, I don't like to pack my trips because I like the spontaneity too. I like to kind of go with the flow. Um, yeah. But I really wanted because um, we went into the city in Saint Lucia. Uh, we uh, went into like the local shops, bought some stuff um, there's tons of handmade, so much handmade products that they have there. Um, you know, that they make themselves like all, all kinds of beautiful baskets or pottery or clothes and, or jewelry and just, you know, help support them. And then you have something to remember your trip by and, you know, you also help them out. So I, I, that's also, you know, a big thing for me is, is just kind of immerse yourself in the culture you know, even the if it's just for a day or you know one activity, just to kind of get that feel for something different, and you have then you forever have something, you know, um, a deeper appreciation for where you just were.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I learned I learned that from my friend um Preston Charles, in my lifetime, and he he goes to a lot of countries every month, man, and he's a big guy on you know experiencing the culture, so. Whatever place he goes to, he'll always try to go to the local restaurants, taste the local food, you know, go to their local uh, marketplaces and shops like that. And I think that's definitely a great way to experience the culture as well. So besides traveling, hiking and kayaking, are there any other outdoor activities that you would like to try? Um, Maybe snowboarding, anything?
2: I would like to try snowboarding. I haven't been skiing since I was a kid. Um, so I just, I don't get to the snow very often. Um, but I would like to try snowboarding. I used to skateboard. I was pretty good at it. I had pretty good balance. Oh, nice. So I feel like I would, I could get the hang of snowboarding. Um, the downside is that I have, um, through clumsiness and I have injured my tailbone. So I, there's a lot that I can't do that, you know, like, like ice skating or bike riding or like off-roading, like things that might injure your back or, kind of have a, you know, I could possibly fall down like on my butt. Um, So that cancels out a lot of stuff, but you know, I do like, I I do want to try that's why I think snowboarding would, be pretty safe, you know. If you fall backwards, you kind of have a little cushion. You
1: you on the snow, yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, but yeah, I've been told like you definitely will fall. Like you, yeah. it's not something you can just pick up and go. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's um, like, you, know, you have to give it like a good
3: three days at least. Like but,
2: yeah. So okay. I would like to try that someday. So we'll just it, you just have to get me to the snow, which is you know. As long as there's, you know, a lodge or a cabin with fireplace and some, like, warm socks, you know, then I'm in.
1: <laughs> okay. So, at this time, it is time for Hiking Tips with Michelle, sponsored by Chickpea, the world's best biodegradable pea funnel for women. What you got for us, Michelle?
3: So, like Beagle was saying earlier, I'm talking about offset bags but I'm actually talking about it um, for food storage, but you can use it like he was suggesting too. They, they come in different size bags. So an opsack bag, it's essentially just a small proof odor-proof bag. Um, and you can buy the large ones and you use them when you backpack. You store your food in here and scented items. So scented items include like toothpaste, deodorant, if you use you know, body wash, if you cook out of a pot, that pot in there too because it's still the scents kind of still linger on it and animals have great sense of smell um and I recommend using them you don't have to be in bear country to use them I mean raccoons are like the worst you know of getting into um so and that's everywhere you go so yeah you'll just put all your scented items in here and then put it into your food storage of choice whether that be like a bear can, sack uh bear hang, rat sack, whatever you use, and it just adds that extra layer of protection, you know. So, okay. i been in looking into them. I know they uh, they sell them at REI, probably most outdoor stores. So,
1: okay, yeah, I might definitely look into stuff like that, especially being out here mm-hmm. in uh, bear country in Montana and going to Washington um and
3: nice.
1: i thank you yeah man and i didn't know that so toothpaste and you were saying deodorant those are also considered like scented items and stuff like that i yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know
3: yeah anything with a scent like even though you might not be able well most toothpaste you can smell it like cuz it's minty i actually use like toothpaste tablets and I use, like, non-scented ones because I'm just so paranoid about, like, scents and stuff. Especially, like, at least in bear country I am. But, yeah, just anything with the slightest scent you want to um, put in there.
1: Okay, pretty cool. And Beagle also says in meds. All right, so, Wanderers, I know you've been to some really amazing places because, honestly, you really have. <laughs> um, my-, <laughs> my question is... Do you have a bucket list of places that you haven't been to yet uh, that you would like to go? Yeah. Or even hike maybe?
2: Yeah, I have just, you know, a running list. But I would say to narrow it down, um, I really want to get to Copenhagen. And I can't really explain why. I just, I want to go. <laughs> and I'm like, I need to get there. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, so I want to go to Copenhagen and then Iceland. Um, I just, I would love to, you know, uh, do touristy things, but also to hike around there because that landscape is just unreal. Like I just like. It the land just,
1: of fire and ice.
2: Yeah. So, you know, what an experience that would be. So those are definitely at the top of my list. Um, and then really anywhere, um I haven't done a lot of big ones like Yosemite and Zion and the Grand Tetons. I, I really, I haven't been able to get to those places. So I really, I would love to do those. But um, even before that, I really like more than anything, I want to get to the PNW um, yeah. in the fall um, and just do, and just go to hike, like try all these different hikes, you know, cause I see all that, uh, well, you said you're going there and, but you know, you see all those, um, videos, it's like rainy and misty and I, that's yep. me. Like, that's just my kind of vibe. Like I'm just, I, I more than anything, I want to get there and I don't even know where or what hike I, you know, I a <laughs> pinpoint. I'm just like, I want whatever that is. I want that.
1: <laughs> okay. That's, that's pretty cool, man. That's, that's a pretty cool spot. I can't, I can't wait to get out there myself, you know, honestly.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think people who live there know how lucky they are, but, you know, just as a reminder, like, you guys are very lucky <laughs> to be able to, to just have that in your backyard, you know?
1: Yes. Yeah.
2: yeah. I have
3: a few friends out there and it's
2: just crazy, like the, the hikes they do, just like their everyday
3: hikes. It's like somewhere we would like vacation to, you know, it's just Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Um, So do you have any questions for me and Thoreau on hiking or the outdoors or anything you'd like to ask us? Um,
1: And before before you answer that question, before you answer that question real quick, I just want to let the audience know. So at this time, if you have any questions for wanderers, now is the time to key those questions in in the question bubble that you see at the bottom of the screen. So, if you have any questions for our guest tonight, now is the time to key those questions in at the in the question bubble at the bottom of the screen, and we will definitely get to a few of those questions after her questions for us. So, go ahead. I'm sorry.
2: Um. Well, first of all, I just want to say, I think what you guys do is, is awesome. You know, I've watched a couple of your shows and it's just really educational. And you know, the guests that you've had previously, it's, it's fun, just learn a lot. So um, thank you for that. But um, I, one of the questions I'm wondering is have you guys been to Arizona yet?
1: Michelle, I'll let you go first.
2: <laughs> I have,
3: I've been to Arizona several times. Um, When I was a very young kid, we took, like, a two-week RV trip and hit the Grand Canyon and all of that. And then for my honeymoon, me and my husband did a two-week road trip and just camped everywhere. And we hit, um, like, uh, Horseshoe Bend and Grand Canyon and uh, Lake Powell, which was filled up at that point. But, yeah, and then we stayed in Phoenix. And it's beautiful
2: out there. And all the cactus. uh, It's just – I love it. <laughs> yeah, um, the, the the lake being full. I, th- I just saw a video of. I think it was. Oh, I don't remember if it made by. My- was it Lone Rock, Glen Canyon? Uh, I don't. It might have been Lake. I don't want to say the wrong one, but the there is a rock slide, and the whole the whole face of the rock just fell into the lake because the water levels are getting so low. Oh, really? Um, yeah. So that's – so it's interesting that you said that because that just happened yesterday, I believe. Oh, wow. Yeah, I know
3: Lake Mead and Lake Powell are suffering. I think Lake Mead's probably uh, done, but who knows?
2: I think – actually, I do think it was Lake Mead because um, they got on video just the – there's huge chunk of the cliff face side that just falls right into the lake. Um, so we're probably going to see more of that. And look – I hope, like, everyone is okay, but, you know, just – um, I, I never knew that could happen. Like, I didn't know that that could happen with the low, the w- low water level. So that was news to me. And you know, yeah, what
1: me is,
2: is, uh,
3: well, this is kind of. Uh, um, so I heard on the news that they, as the water levels are lowering, they're finding bodies, and they said like as the water levels continue, bodies of
4: what?
3: Human bodies, and so they find, they say expect to find more as it gets lower and lower, like
2: it's pretty crazy yeah 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 that sounds crazy the things that you just don't
1: even think about you know i know it's crazy wow
2: Wow.
1: okay so me personally i have been to arizona but i've only been once um i've also been to to horseshoe bend i was able to go to Glen canyon Mm -hmm. as well uh lone rock lone rock was pretty cool man but when i went the water level was pretty – it was decent, man, and this this was about maybe two years ago, and I recently saw a picture of Lone Rock, and it was like there was no water that was there. So, I mean, it's, it's kind of heartbreaking, man. I don't know what the situation is or, you know, what's, what's causing stuff like that, but uh, I, I think it kind of sucks, and I hope they do figure it out. But those are the only places I went, man. I would love to check out I think it's pronounced Saguaro or Cigaro, where all of the cactuses are. I would love to get out there. Of course, the Grand Canyon. And if I could, man, I would love to spend a week or even two in Sedona because I mean, it's, it's just so much stuff that's out there, man. You know, my, my boy Odyssey, he's out there all the time, man. And there's literally a different photo of a different spot out there that he's going and I'm just like, dang, you know? So I, I didn't know there were all these places out there. So that's pretty cool. Um, all right. So let's get to the questions from the audience. Uh, looks like we only have one question tonight, which is cool. So Ye Hike California asks, have you ever hiked in California and if you have what is your favorite trail
2: um it's crazy to say but no I haven't hiked in California every time I go is just straight to the beach (laughs) um and you know just kind of uh I you know I love San Diego I love I love driving up the coast too like just so many things there's so much to do in California, but I was thinking about that the other day. I mean, I, I went to San Diego, um, last month or actually probably two months ago now. And it was the first time that I thought, you know, I've never hiked in San Diego. I've never hiked in California because every time you go out there, you know, you go out with the mindset of you're, it's a beach vacation, beach vacation, and you have certain things you want to do. Um, so no, I, I, and Honestly, I can't believe that I haven't, but, (laughs) but I want to, I mean, there's so much, um, and so many areas, so many parks. I want to go to California. Um, I actually did plan like a two week road trip through all of the national parks and the Redwoods and, you know, just, I want to have that experience and go hiking and that didn't pan out the way I was hoping it, hoping it would. Um, but that's still kind of on my bucket list. It's still something I definitely want to do. Just make a trip, just, solely for hiking like I would maybe not even go to a beach just you know because a part of me is just you have that in your brain like straight straight to the beach um but yeah so yeah. I hope I hope I can get that that trip that I kind of was starting to plan I hope I can get that on the schedule someday
1: okay that, that was pretty cool
2: and actually, I have a question
3: for you too. So, being from Arizona, um, I know this place just recently opened up, and you have to. There's a reservation system. But have you ever been to Havasupai Falls?
2: I haven't. Um, no, and they were closed a lot through COVID. So, and then there's this huge backlog of people yeah. that had permits. That's what and, I heard. Um, right. And all of the around the the Navajo Nation, there it was. Um, a lot of stuff around there was closed. I mean, even if you had a permit, um, you absolutely cannot get in. So that's starting to kind of um, ease up now and you can, you can, you can start going and doing that stuff, I believe. Um, But yeah, it's just, it's also just a huge backlog. So um, no, that's something that I would, I would love to do as well and go to Antelope Canyon and just see all that beautiful stuff. Um, That's definitely on my list. There's so much in Arizona too. Like, um, uh, you know, just the um petrified forest and the and all yeah. that kind of stuff that you know you just you. I'm sure you guys can also relate to as is. You stop and think about how much you, is where you live, like how much is just around you, and how much I'm like, wow, there's a lot that I still need to do, like here. <laughs> um, but yeah, that that's that's definitely on my list too. Okay.
1: that's that's pretty cool
3: i know so andrea we just wanted to thank you tonight for being on the show um you know it's been great hearing your advice about the caribbean the beaches you know canada um can you give out your instagram and your any other social media so that way our viewers can follow you and connect with you after the show
2: yeah, so I, I basically just have the Instagram page, the Wanderous and Root. Um, I don't have I, – I used to have a blog, and that fizzled out. I just – that didn't I, – I didn't roll with that. Um, but, um, yeah, so that's basically the only thing I have right now um, is my Instagram page. So come by, um, you know, say hi, give me a follow, let me know who you are. and And, you know, I love making those connections with people that just – love to hike, love to travel, love to get out there, love to get out of their comfort zone a little bit. Um, you know, I I just come and hang out.
1: <laughs> okay. You know, uh it's you you've been honestly a great guest man and just so so many adventures that you've had that I would love to do um, you know, going to Ireland, Italy, experiencing some of that stuff, man, um Canada, hopefully I don't have that avalanche uh, experience. <laughs> <laughs> that you mentioned, but it, it really has been a pleasure, man. And everybody out there, if, if you're not following her already, follow her right now, man. Uh, and in Route. And you can easily just top at the bottom of the screen where you see my name, hit on the down arrow. It will show you her Instagram handle. Uh, thank you so much for being on the show tonight, Wandrous and after the show, give me about 30 minutes and I will get with you on how you can get some cool Hiker Life apparel from me. So, thank you so much.
2: Awesome. Well, thank you guys for having me. This was a lot of fun.
0: Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Hiker Life. And if you would like to watch a live taping of the show, follow us on Instagram at Instagram handle at thorough underscore alexander that's t-h-u-r-r-o underscore alexander and instagram handle wonder more michelle and instagram handle beagles back country the show airs every tuesday evening at 9 30 p.m eastern 8:30 p.m central 7:30 p.m mountain time 6 30 p.m pacific p.m. if you're in Alaska, and 4.30 p.m. if you're in Hawaii. And remember, if you're not hiking,
4: you're not living.